ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار فيا عباد الله او servants of Allah remember that on the day of judgment when the accountability occurs and every person will be tested and every person will be given their deeds their books with their righteous deeds and their evil deeds remember on that day the accountability for all of our actions will occur and the difference between those who enter paradise and those who enter the hellfire the difference between them will be tawhid and shirk the muwahhidun the people of tawhid will enter paradise and the mushrikun the people of shirk will enter the hellfire and this is why allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down the prophets and the messengers from the time of nuh alayhi salam the first messenger up until muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam the final messenger all of them were sent with the message of tawhid to call the people back to the worship of allah alone and to refrain from and to leave and abandon the worship of all others besides allah as allah told us in the quran wa'budullaha wa la tushriku bihi shay'a worship allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone and do not associate any partners with him so when we talk about tawhid the oneness of allah the monotheism then what does that mean there are different aspects to tawhid there is 
Tawheed al-Rububiyyah. And that is that we single out Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in terms of his actions. There are certain things that only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can do. There are certain actions that only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can do. Like the action of giving life and death. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can give life and death. He is al-muhi, al-mumit. Like the action of creation. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the creator of all of the heavens and the earth and everything that is within them. Like the action of sending down the rain and the provisions and the growth and the vegetation and the food that we have, the sustenance and the provisions that we have, then all of that is only from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The control of all of the universe and everything that happens within it, then it is only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of these types of actions, they can only be done by Allah. Nobody else can create and give life and give death and control the universe or send down the rain for us. Those are actions specific to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is known as the Tawheed of Ar-Rububiyyah. The Tawheed of the Lordship of Allah. And you notice that right at the beginning when you recite Al-Fatiha. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. That all praise is due to Allah, the Rabb of all of that which exists. What does it mean that Allah is the Rabb? of all of that which exists. It means that he is the one alone who gave life and death to this creation. He is the one alone who created all of this creation. He is the one alone who controls all of this creation. He is the one alone who sends the sustenance and the provisions for this creation. He is the creator and the controller of it all. He is the Rabbul Alameen, the Rububiyyah. That is one aspect of the Tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you do not believe that anybody else can create alongside Allah or that anybody else can give life or death alongside Allah. There is nobody else who has that power or ability. These are actions specific to Allah alone. Then there is another aspect of Tawheed. And that is known as the Tawheed of Al-Uluhiyyah. The Tawheed of worship. And that is that we must single out all of our actions purely and sincerely for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We must single out our worship 
every single part of it to Allah alone. And that is something you notice as well. When you recite Al-Fatiha, when you say, إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ You alone we worship and you alone we seek aid and assistance from our worship in every form of it must be purely and sincerely done for the sake of Allah. وَمَا أُمِرُوا إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ مُخْلِصِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ That they were not commanded except to worship Allah sincerely and purely. حُنَفَاء Meaning upon Tawheed. This is الْأُلُوهِيَّةِ that only Allah is deserving of all of our worship. And we do not give any of our worship to others besides Him. We do not make dua to others expecting them to answer our dua. We do not seek intercession and shafa'ah from the dead in their graves like the mushrikun used to do. And then they used to say, هَأُولَاءِ شُفَاعَاؤُنَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ then they would say, these are our intercessors with Allah. Rather that is from shirk, because they were then calling upon others besides Allah. They were putting their trust and their dependence in others besides Allah. They were hoping in others besides Allah. They were loving others besides Allah. وَمِنِ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَتَّخِذُ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ أَنْدَادًا يُحِبُّونَهُمْ كَحُبِّ اللَّهِ There are those who take partners alongside Allah and then they love them as they love Allah. They split their worship between Allah and their other gods and deities. And so when the Prophet said to them, to the Quraysh, to the Mushrikun, قُولُوا لَا إِلَٰهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ تُفْلِحُوا Say, لَا إِلَٰهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ Say that there is no one deserving of worship in truth except Allah and you will be successful. They said, أَجَعَلَ الْآلِهَةَ إِلَٰهًا وَاحِدًا Is he making all of our gods into just one? إِنَّ هَذَا لَشَيْنُ عُجَابٍ this is something strange and this is not something they will accept. So Al-Uluhiyyah, this aspect of Tawheed, it is that you single out Allah with all of your worship. Whether it is worship from the heart, like your love and fear and hope and trust and dependence and reliance, whether it is worship upon the tongue, that you speak or you recite or that you do other forms of dhikr and remembrance that it is done purely for the sake of Allah alone or whether it is worship upon the limbs that you physically do the worship then that physical worship is done for the sake of Allah alone also every aspect of worship singled out to Allah alone not as the people they say, go to this Imam and he will wipe on you and he will make dua for you and go and prostrate to him or give him money. That is not our religion. That is not Tawheed. 
Tawheed is that you return back to Allah alone and that you make your dua and your submission to Allah alone. That is known as Al-Uluhiyya. And this is the da'wah of all of the prophets and messengers. All of the prophets and messengers who were sent to their people, they were sent to teach them this, that, O oh people, call upon Allah alone, worship and obey Allah alone, do not associate partners alongside with Him. Ya qawmi Allah, ma lakum min ilahin ghayruh. O people, worship Allah alone. You do not have anyone to worship besides Him. And Allah informed us that all of the prophets and messengers were sent with that same message. Whether it was Nuh alayhi salam, Ibrahim alayhi salam, Musa alayhi salam, Isa alayhi salam, Jesus as they say, and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and all of the others from the prophets and messengers were all sent with the message of Tawheed. They were not sent with the message of anything else. They were not sent with the message of claiming to the people that they are God themselves or that they are the children of God themselves or that they have any form of ar-rububiyyah, the lordship of Allah, or that they are deserving of any uluhiyyah, the worship of mankind for them. Rather they came, all of them with a united message, the message of returning back to Allah and worshipping Him alone. وَلَقَدْ بَعَثْنَا فِي كُلِّ أُمَّةٍ رَسُولًا اللَّهَ that indeed we sent to every nation a messenger preaching to his people worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone and stay away and abstain from leave and abandon the false deities leave and abandon the association of partners alongside Allah leave and abandon all of those other things whatever they are that the people call upon besides Allah. They used to call upon the stars. They used to call upon the sun and the moon and the stones and the trees and the graves and the shrines and the tombs of the people. They used to call upon many besides Allah. And the prophets and messengers came to destroy all of those false beliefs and shirk because on Yawmul Qiyamah, when the accountability occurs, the difference between the people of paradise and the people of hellfire will be the difference of Tawheed and Shirk. <coughs> الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين فيا عباد الله أو servants of Allah سبحانه وتعالى know that we have been created for this توحيد to worship Allah upon this توحيد when Allah created Adam عليه السلام and then all of the people that came after him they were all originally created upon 
توحيد it is mentioned in Sahih al-Bukhari كان بين آدم ونوح عليهما السلام عشرة قرون عشرة قرون كلهم على التوحيد that between Adam and Nuh السلام, there were ten generations and all of them were upon Tawheed then it was at the time of Nuh السلام, that some shirk slowly started appearing amongst the people but initially the mankind is created upon Tawheed كل مولود يولد على الفطرة ثم أبواه يهودانه أو ينصرانه أو يمجسانه All of mankind, all of the newborns they are born upon Tawheed then their parents may influence them to Judaism or Christianity or fire worship or whatever it may be but the asal in all of them is Tawheed the innate nature is Tawheed and that is why there is the third aspect of Tawheed as well, which is the aspect of Al-Asma'u Wa-Sifat, that we recognize our Lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the most perfect and beautiful of names and attributes. And so he is the one deserving of the worship with the most perfect and beautiful of names and attributes. And that is again something you see in Al-Fatiha. When you say, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. Those are two of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so if somebody asks you, what are the different types of Tawheed or the different parts of Tawheed, then you can explain that we have Tawheed al-Rububiyyah, which is to single out Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with His actions. And we have Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah, to single out Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with our actions of worship. And we have the Tawheed al-Asma'i wa-Sifat, the Tawheed the oneness of Allah in the perfection of His names and attributes. That Allah has the most beautiful of the names and attributes. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the most beautiful of names. So call upon Him via those names. When you make dua, then call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with his names, the name that is relevant to the dua that you are making. These are affairs and aspects that we must pay attention to because the core of our religion, the foundation of our religion, the absolute basis and principle is Tawheed. If a person does not implement Tawheed, then your other actions will be null and void. If a person does not, for example, accept the first pillar of Islam, the Shahada, then the other pillars will be null and void for that person. Even if he prays and fasts and gives zakat and goes to Hajj, if he does not accept La ilaha illallah, Tawheed, then the other pillars will not count for him. The six pillars of Iman, 
The first of them, Al-Imanu Billah. If a person does not accept that, then it will not benefit you that you say you accept Iman in the angels or the day of judgment or other affairs. The root of the religion, the basis of it is Tawheed. And so a person must make sure that they are learning what Islam is and what the core of Islam is. Because on the day of judgment, that is what will make the difference between the ones who enter paradise and the ones who end up in the hellfire. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us that in the Quran, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَغْفِرُ أَنْ يُشْرَكَ بِهِ وَيَغْفِرُ مَا دُونَ ذَلِكَ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not forgive the one who commits shirk alongside him, but he forgives all else to whom he wills. Meaning the mushrik, the one who dies upon shirk, that exits him from the fold of Islam, the major shirk, then he will be in the hellfire forever. But the one who dies not committing shirk, then he will be the one who enters paradise, even if there is some small punishment to cleanse and purify a person from other sins he may have done. Ultimately, the person of Tawheed will enter paradise. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from the muhideen, from the people of Tawheed who enter paradise and to save us from the hellfire.